Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. podcast welcome in we're talking just about some chicago bears joe gaither and chris krogman here tonight we're missing our friend lucas berry who's a little bit under the weather because he picked the san francisco 49ers last week to win and didn't want to show his face and receive the shame shame okay so he's uh he's he's playing the sick card so luke we hope you're resting we hope you're resting and licking your your wounds and and thinking about the wrong that you did on our podcast last week uh but we're still gonna have a lot of fun welcome into the believe in monsters podcast uh a part of the believe network we want to thank the believe network for putting us on each and every week you can find us on the twitter machine at bim underscore pod or at Believe in Monsters on the Facebook side of things. Go tell Lucas Berry that you miss him this week. You, you can find him at Lberry underscore 40. You can find Chris Krogman at Shy Bears 1985. And I myself, I'm at Joe Gaither 6. So we're going to have a fun episode because it's a victory episode as Krogman and I predicted wins uh, last week. And we were uh, proven correct by our friend Matt Eberflus. And his many minions, uh, his many minions, Justin Fields, Dante Pettis, Eddie Jackson, all having big games uh, for, for, for the Bears. And we are 1-0. You can't go 17-0 until you go 1-0. and And we have achieved that. So we're going to talk about the 19-10 the to win in the rainstorm. Uh, and we will kind of talk about that. And then we will talk about the deepest enemy in my heart. Um. Yeah, Sunday night football this week. The Green Bay mm, mom and dad turn this episode off. The, the the Green Bay fuck faces turn this episode off right now. Everybody, you know, mom and dad, sister. You know, I, I might make it the first half fine, recapping the the Forty Niners win, but the hatred is flowing deep in my heart for for this weekend's game. So before we all get into it, and I make everybody turn it off for my nasty language chris krogman how are you tonight sir oh joe gaither six you know i am fantastic sunday was phenomenal uh first half was oh really not super fun uh bears got down uh seven to nothing at the half uh it was raining it was wet it was nasty offense could not get much going uh the pressure from the niners was tough but the second half we prevailed and uh looked much better had some some crazy plays happen had some athletic plays from justin fields and Eddie Jackson. So I had an awesome Sunday until I was roughhousing with my six-year-old and he fell and broke his arm. So that was not fun. But, oh, how uh, little man. Not, not great. He, uh, he's in quite a bit of pain. So that's, that's unfortunate, but he, uh, he's a tough kid. He honestly handled it at the time, like a, just a 
superhero. I mean, he didn't really cry, uh, wasn't all that scared, was just very calm throughout most of the process. Uh, shout out to the uh, ED over at St. Anthony's North to get us in and out pretty quickly, honestly. Uh, get him wrapped up with a cast and uh, and on our way. He is sleeping now, so hopefully that continues all night because it hasn't been the last few nights. It's been tough on the wife and I, but that's okay. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk some Bears football. Um, my biggest takeaways from this game were, number one, the discipline on the Bears' side lack of penalties uh and obviously we did not see that on the other side of the ball with the 49ers having something like 12 penalties for over 100 yards um a lot of late hits on fields some pis some just random other penalties um so yeah great discipline good like i like to see that out of the coaching staff that's something that we talked about in the preseason um, big takeaway number two was the halftime adjustments by the coaching staff to, uh, you know, stick with what was working, adjust to the things that weren't really honestly slowed the Niners defense or uh, Niners offense down in the second half. Uh, it did start to dump a lot more rain, so it made it hard on everybody. But, um, yeah, the defense looked I wouldn't say phenomenal. There were definitely some down, some downtime, some some missed tackles and some uh, missed coverages. But overall, I thought they did really well for game one. Offense uh, is going to be a work in progress, but you know, Fields finds Dante Pettis for a fifty-one yard wide open touchdown uh, hit. ESB in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. And then uh, Khalil Herbert had his, what, nine-yard touchdown run as well. So scoring. Uh, outside of Cairo Santos, who forgot how to kick a football. She just fucking forgot. Like, two missed extra points, mixed field goal. Like, dude, I, I don't know if it was the wet conditions or the grass or, or what. Also got a penalty for using the towel on the field, <laughs> which I didn't know was illegal. He and he wasn't trying to soak up the water and make it not wet because that that was just that's just stupid. That's like putting a bandaid on a bullet hole, right? It was that he was trying to flatten out the grass so that it was like a flat surface, and you can't do that. And then Trenton Gill like threw it behind him, like he was. He just left it on the field, which I just thought was hilarious. Um, what'd you think, Joe? What were your big takeaways? Uh, I'll echo the discipline, and, and that was really, really excellent to see. Uh, uh, you, you talked about the 12 penalties. The Bears only ended up with three penalties. Uh, yeah, three penalties for 20, 24 yards. Um, and really, golly, how many times have we watched during not only the Matt Nagy regime, but it feels like, Feels like the last three regimes with Tressman and Fox and Nagy, the Bears having cr like crippling penalties at, at crippling times, uh, and, and to be able to stay mentally disciplined in that weather is very, in, in my opinion, very impressive. Uh, now, 
you got to do it week to week, but I, but I'm in the camp where if you're going to do that, when the weather is that nasty, then you've really got it ingrained into your team to, 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 to be doing the right things. And, um, I, I really am, am proud of that. I'm also proud, man, Jaquan Brisker played his tail off pretty much the whole game, ended up uh, with a fumble recovery. And I, and really um, the defense, the defense played really, really quite well, in my opinion. Uh, they, they, they slowed down the 49ers running game. They, they kind of uh, got, got into uh, Trey Lance's head. It seemed to be, it seemed like it was either the defense or the weather or both. Uh, but I, you know, the, de- the defense stayed after it, uh, holding them to only the 10 points. I was really impressed by that. Eddie Jackson getting back to, uh, d- doing some of the things that we like to see from him, uh, get, putting his hands on the football and getting an interception. Oh my gosh. I thought he was close. He was so close to taking it all the way back. Uh, but just, uh, really exciting to me. And you know, you, you look at the offensive side of the ball, did Justin Fields play great? No, he didn't. But neither did Trey Lance. And you, when you could put them head to head, yeah, Justin Fields played better. Now the interception for Fields was, uh, in my opinion, a worse interception than Lance's interception. Fields was right over the middle, staring, staring the guys down, and missed. He missed the. Uh, I, I guess it was. Uh, a backside safety kind of creeped right over and just took the, it looked like the pass was right to him. Right. Uh, whereas Eddie Jackson made a pretty athletic play to steal that ball. But on the flip side, you, you know, you look at the play to Dante Pettis that, uh, you know, I've seen broken down on tape that where he might, where Fields might've bailed out of the pocket a little early. I honestly think that Fields is kind of, Scared is not the right word. That's not the right t- take. A little bit um, anxious. Not quite happy. Anxious is a good word. It seems like last year's protections uh, kind of have made him anx- a little anxious to leave the pocket and rely on his legs just a little too quickly. Uh, it looked like if he had stayed, um, if he had stayed in the pocket and launched the, you know, stayed in the pocket, he might have been able to find Darnell Mooney on that same play. But hell it all worked out. You're, you're asking for, for perfection uh, out of a guy who's in his second year. You're not going to get that. Well, at least for us right now, I'm, I'm accepting good enough. And that's exactly what he gave us using his athleticism, keeping his eyes down the field. Uh, Dante Pettis, my man, getting wide open. I mean, lucky, lucky, but, uh, but he was in the right place at the right time and was able to run it on in. You you got a nice downfield block on that same play. So, you know, receivers aren't giving up on the play, even Mm -hmm. when the ball's not coming to them. Allen Robinson, uh, you had uh, Equinemius St. Brown with his touchdown reception. So, you know, was the offense great? No, but if you have better better conditions, probably was going to score more than 19 points. You, you, you I, I would chalk off the extra points, the two extra points to, to, uh, to the weather. Uh, I'll give Santos the benefit of the doubt there. And then, you miss a field goal, and then you, you already hit. You already hit on the the personal foul that ended up forcing them to punt. You know, for me, it was just a real back to Bears football kind of win. Um, 
and the guys really seem to enjoy to play with one another. The offensive line still has work to do. Absolutely. But they're also playing against uh, Eric Armistead and Nick Bosa and a really good defense. So, uh, you know, and and you're not really going to get a whole lot of breaks in that category where where most of the NFL has solid defensive fronts. You're not going to get a lot, but, but really when you think about where this team is, it was a great day. It was a great day. When you're down 10 to nothing and you can buckle down, get yourself in the end zone to get back to 10-7 and, uh, and, and then fighting, you, you, take the, you take the interception, um, you know, you take the interception, then you go right down the field. You cash in the turnover for points to really take the, take, take the, the momentum of the game. Just really uh, a fun day of Bears football. Yeah, very much so. Um, the offensive line you touched on—they uh, only gave up two sacks to one of the best, you know, fronts in football. And one of the <clears throat> adjustments that they made was stop—they stopped sending Cole Komet out on routes and kept him in to chip block and to help Max protect for Fields uh, and to run block, which they did a ton of, you know, they did a lot of running the football, 17 carries for uh, Montgomery nine for Herbert. Herbert actually looked probably like the better running back. Uh, but Montgomery had a nice, you know, shovel pass and run. Uh, didn't pick up the first down, but it was still a, a pretty good play. Montgomery still, you know, didn't have as much work in the preseason that, uh herbert did so maybe that's a little bit of it but the what did you think joe of the offensive line rotation of lucas patrick and tevin jenkins at right guard patrick getting 47 percent of the snaps jenkins getting jenkins getting 53 percent of the snaps uh any you know you see anything there i mean there's been some talk around the twitterverse that it was breaking Patrick in that it was, you know, still allowing Jenkins to get used to the position. What did you think about that? Yeah, I, I would go more with the with the with the first option, uh, ramping up Lucas Patrick. Hasn't he been inactive since he broke his hand? Like he he didn't participate in any of the preseason, and really, you 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 get him going, you you get him going, um. And then you, I'm sorry, Sam Mustafer, but you kick his butt to the bench. And Mustafer played fine, uh, not 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 amazing, but he played fine. But I think your best five is with both Patrick and Jenkins in the lineup. And I, but but I really would lean into the fact that it is just ramp up period. I, I want to touch on I want to touch on the Herbert versus uh Herbert versus Montgomery because I had some buddies. Oh, I told you Herbert was a better running back, and. I don't know about that. I don't really know about that. I think the defense, defensive schemes operate a little differently when, you know, oh, this is the RB1 in there. They're probably going to give him the ball. He's, he's, he's arguably the best player on the offense uh, versus, hey, RB2's in there. Are they going to be passing? Are they going to be running? I think there's a little more uh, room for, not surprise, but a little more room for variability on the offensive side of the football. Now, granted, you got to give uh, Khalil Herbert credit. He ran his butt off. He got in the end zone. He saw uh, the holes a bit better than, than Montgomery. Uh, but I also got to give credit, I think, to the 49ers defense and bottling up David Montgomery because if I were a defensive coordinator going against this Bears offense, he'd be the number one 
number one weapon that I would want to be keying in on and stopping. If, 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 if they bring in, if they bring in Herbert now, you know, you don't know how it's going to be down, down the rest of the season. If, if Herbert starts to overtake, take him for those primary snaps and yeah, but for now, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I would key all in on 32. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the 49ers defense, the uh, Talanoa Hufunga, the strong safety for the Niners was literally everywhere. 29, right? And 19, 29? 29, yeah, yeah, 29. He's second round pick from last year. He had a pick on fields, uh, made multiple tackles for loss, nine tackles, two assists. Um, literally every play this kid was was in on the tackle or on the screen making some sort of noise uh so that that defense is the real deal uh as far as montgomery and herbert go i'm not worried about david montgomery i think he'll be completely fine plus you know with a new offensive scheme different uh offensive line in and out different running schemes I think you're right in, you know, you, you don't know what to expect when an RB2 is in there. Uh, I mean, he had nine carries, which is, which is solid. I mean, it's half as many as uh, Montgomery had, but that also speaks to the coach's, you know, ability to stick with the running game, which in a, in a sh- you know, shitty wet conditions was probably a good idea. But it makes me wonder how they're going to do moving forward. You know, will they be? Uh, a very run heavy offense. And I think they will. And we saw a lot of, we saw more play action in the second half. It was very interesting in that, you know, we talked about halftime adjustments, but what I, what I was thinking about is like how much setup they basically did in the first half to be able to utilize those second half adjustments, be able to utilize the, the play action passes and, and fields is, abilities uh, to take off and run when when necessary so there was a lot of positives on the offense for game one especially especially against a really good defense there are some things that fields needs to work on i think that pocket presence you know last year we talked about it, almost his ability to get out of the pocket quickly and make a decisive move to run the ball where this year I think it's happening a little too soon and he needs to chill and stay in the pocket, manipulate it left to right and not just up and, you know, up and down and not just bounce and, and roll out a lot of that's the other big challenge I've seen with fields is he tends to, when he scrambles, he rolls, you know, laterally rather than looking for that up the middle run or, you know, between that tackle and guard when the tackle is taking his guy way wide, you know, looking for that lane, he'll go even wider around that guy and, and end up getting smashed in the backfield. So what, what some, do you think about Khalil Herbert's comments? Oh, we uh, they came in and threw plays on the whiteboard, plays we hadn't done before, uh, and they we ran them in the second half and they worked. Chalk it up. Chalk it up. Put that one in the playbook, coach. It's just hilarious to me. Like, oh, he's a second year back, right? It's, it's Herbert? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, heck, so. Uh, that, oh, crap. We, we played 16 games. We, we had 17 games. 16 last year. Uh, 16 games last year, and I didn't see 
the bald the bald guy of Matt Nagy do that at any point. That's what that's what that says to me. Now maybe that's not the the right message, but that's the way I received it from from a fan from a fan perspective. <laughs> I mean, can you just see Fields like on in the huddle and be like, "All right, guys, remember the one in the in the locker room we were running. This is how you do it." And he's just drawing it up on the ground. It's like Herbert, I'm gonna need you to swing out here. ESB, you go this way, and Mooney, you go this way, and uh, Mooney was pretty much held in check uh pretty well i think he only had like one, he did, did he have any one catch i think he had one for seven or something like that uh yeah one for eight yeah, yeah on three targets yep yeah so he had he had a little bit of a, a tough day but i mean i i would expect that everybody knows that he's their their number one and they're gonna yeah. be on him so it's gonna take guys like dante P- the funny thing to me like dante pettis had the had the big play <laughs> but he only had like 40 percent of the snaps where esb had like 76 percent mooney obviously up there at 90 um i mean ESB's <laughs> well the yeah byron pringle only had 10 snaps uh 17 but i think you know, Pringle was hurt during the preseason as well. He could be you know, kind of getting ramped back up. Or do you think ESB is that number two receiver and, and they'll just kind of swap out as needed? I think ESB is the number two receiver um, until, until, otherwise pro- until proven otherwise. Uh, I think that Pringle is going to probably be that, that third option. Whatever it takes to keep the guys fresh. And like, yeah, Dante Pettis has been my guy on the podcast, just kind of as that wild card. Uh, but he only got the one target. And it's like, when they totally abandoned him in coverage. It's like, oh, I ain't going to throw to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen him all day. Fields barely hasn't looked. His jersey isn't even wet yet. Uh, but, you know, it was, it was nice that he actually made that play. Uh, but I also think a lot of the passing game was neutered by the by two factors: the 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 Forty Niners defensive front, and then the weather also. So you got to mitigate how much do we really want to be throwing down the field? Um, how much you know? What can we get away with with this defensive front? Who can win at the line of scrimmage was uh, kind of a factor there. Um, and when you have I don't want to disparage our guys, but uh, less than stellar wide receivers as as a whole, uh, you know, you're not getting a lot of wins right off the line of scrimmage a lot of the time. So I, I was, you know, I was really just, uh, and maybe just uh, orange colored glasses because we won. I was just really happy with the approach to the game plan, the approach that, uh, that, uh, Getsy, Lou Getsy, basically oh, Getsy. Brought, brought from a play calling standpoint of you know picking his moments and picking his spots when to, when to throw the football. There was a lot of screw. There was a lot of little screen plays, uh, picking his moments when he wanted to attack. Uh, I mean the ESV, the ESV touchdown pass was a product of you know good running the football, running the football patience, and then calling the right play at the right time. I mean you look at the two Packers. "Quote unquote geniuses that got that got offensive jobs. Uh, would you rather have uh, Would you rather have Luke Getz as your offensive coordinator or Nathan Hackett after what he put out on Monday night? Uh, I think we might have uh, got got gotten the better end of that deal. Yeah, lottery winner right there. Uh, yeah, the ESP touchdown dude was wide open. Great throw by Fields. Just put it right over the right over the line uh, and got it to him. Uh, so yeah, I thought 
like you said, great, great, great win. And we, that we might have some, some orange colored glasses on, but that's a, that's a good team. The 49ers are a good team. A lot of people, you know, I heard multiple times during the broadcast that they were a Super Bowl roster or a Super Bowl contender. Um, I had talked to some 49er friends who, you know, basically said the the weather neutralized the game, which to me, both teams had to play in the rain. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the Bears. The Bears did get the ball during a drier period of the game, but at the end of the day, it was still stupid wet out. Like the whole field was, was soaking wet. So uh, another little tidbit, the field held up pretty well with that new uh, Tafoa 31 or Tonga 31 or whatever tip of the hat to whoever decided to lay that grass down. I think it was actually Eberflus. So coach coming through with the Bermuda Tahoe 31 uh hut hut hike as luke would say uh it sounds like a like a play call before the before the snap oh 31 Tahoe. well joe any other oh how can we forget this so uh let's do like bear up bear down or whatever you know you want to call it any for me on offense, uh, Bear up is, uh, was was Justin. He he made plays when he had to. Uh, Bear down. I don't think anybody was like horrible, like just absolutely terrible on offense. Um, on defense, uh, Dominique Robinson had a phenomenal game. His You're right, yeah, his sack of Trey Lance and hit he. he grabbed his jersey didn't let go and whipped that dude down by just his jersey like that was a one of the strongest display of hands i've ever seen i mean lance is no small person he's a you know pretty much a a big running back and that can throw the ball and uh and robinson got him down with one hand and that was that was extremely impressive he also out snapped trevis gibson which is a little interesting. You know, we saw some flashes last year from Gibson. Not sure what this coaching staff sees in him or doesn't. Uh, Robert Quinn, obviously more or less neutralized by uh, Trent Williams, but he did have a couple pressures on Lance. Uh, but yeah, big bear up to uh, Dominique Robinson. And he was only playing wide receiver like two years ago at Miami of Ohio. Right. It's like his 19th game as a defensive end. Yeah. So that's, uh, I mean, your, your bear up goes to Ryan Poles and then the rookie and the rookie class, mm-hmm. uh, the rookie class, Braxton Jones didn't play great, but played, played, played okay, played okay enough. And then it, you just touched on Dominic Robinson. Uh, Valus Jones didn't really make any sort of impact in the game. He didn't play. Uh, but, he didn't dress. He didn't dread. Okay, well, that's why, the, you know, breaking news. Uh, but I, I just I, – I, I was just thrilled. I, I guess my defensive uh, bear up has got – I have to go with my guy, Eddie Jackson. Yep. Uh, he did, golly, he missed a nasty tackle on uh, uh, Trey Lance that he should have come down and he could have cleaned No, that wasn't him. That was Brisker, man. Brisker missed that tackle. Uh, Jackson got run over by Debo on the touchdown, but – Almost anybody's going to get run over by Debo on that touchdown. This was in the first half. There, are you talking about that third and thirteen play where Lance like juked? It's I'm pretty sure it was Brisker. I had it in my notes that Brisker got juked on a third and thirteen. 
Might have been okay. It might have been brisker, but I thought it was Eddie Jackson running, and then basically he, he, uh, the bear in question. We'll say that the bear in question disarmed and mm, Lance okay. stopped, and he went right past the the, yeah. the bear in question. Went right. Yeah, past. He's slippery. Slippery. It was wet out there. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Gordon. You know he he had a he had one pretty bad blown coverage with. Uh, Juwan Jennings, where he missed him, but he also had a great open field tackle on Debo that saved a a first or a, I think a first down, maybe even a touchdown. Um, you know, for for the snaps he got, uh, Watts looked pretty good. He didn't snap; a, he didn't get a ton of snaps because he's you know brand new. But he had twenty one snaps, thirty one percent of the of the defensive snaps, and he he looked okay. Uh, Matt Adams was interesting. He only had like 15 snaps, so they must have been in nickel quite a bit. It was a lot of fun. A nice a way to go fun. one and oh. Uh, nice way to go one and oh. And, and really, I guess uh, I guess I'll let it out for, for for a minute. But like the worst roster in football, you're gonna win four games. Yeah, you're gonna win. You're gonna be lucky to win three games. You think you will be Trey Lance in the in the forty nine in the first week, like the worst roster in football. ESPN and anybody who's been saying that to me, which have been a lot of my colleagues around uh, uh, around the radio station, because all I do is wear my bear stuff. You know, oh yeah, Justin Fields is a bust. You're gonna see it this year. Y'all don't have anybody to throw to, and who's this coach? And you know, Roquan Smith, he wants out. Everybody that's any good wants out. The worst roster in football, like they're not the worst roster in football. They're they might be the most unknown roster, and, mm. and, and that I will give you. They're, they're the most unknown, unmarquee named roster in football. All right, that's fine because you went out and drafted five offensive linemen after the fourth or fifth after the fifth round, and you're not you didn't do your homework on any of these guys. Braxton Jones came out of who knows where to university. And and you didn't do your homework on it. Dominic Robinson. Oh, this wide receiver, defensive end from Miami, Ohio, like already came out and had a, had a, had a strong game. And you know you're you're throwing bones out to career not so you know career washups and Dante Pettis and Byron Pringle. Oh, he got arrested, so he must be an idiot. You know, uh, ESB. Oh, Aaron Rodgers couldn't do anything with ESB, so he must suck. Yeah. Uh, you know, like do your do your homework. These guys are, you know, quality athletes, and do your homework from on Matt Eberflus on what he brings to the table, what he's the culture that he's instilled. And I know you're looking at preseason results, and oh, the Bears went three and oh, it doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything in preseason. But if you watch the bleeping games in preseason, you see that they're well coached. You see that they're trying hard. That from the first whistle to the last whistle, they're in the game and they're playing hard. And you you can see Luke Getze's offensive game plan and see that he obviously has a talent in in scheming up a game plan and play calling sequence. Oh my God, what a night and day compared to what we've had the last three or four years. You have a talent that, that knows how to say, I want to go from this play to that play to this play to that play, string them all together. And man, we may be punting, but we're over the 50 yard line. We're not going three and out. We're not, we're not going all through it. You know, we're not going incompletion, one yard run, incompletion punt. 
like over and over and over again uh, at a maddening rate. And we're not going to be doing that the whole year. Like you want to underestimate, you want to say the worst roster in football. You say that at your own peril. You say that and you will be wrong. Uh, and by the end of the year, you will know names on this roster because by the end of the year, when you see the bears with anywhere between, I'm going to stay with it. Eight and 11 wins. I think you're right in that range. Look at the schedule. The schedule is baby butt soft, and the circumstances are starting to fall your way already with what we're about to get into, talking and talking about the Green Bay Packers, with Jack Prescott's injury. I mean, honestly, those were two games where I chalked up in my head L, L before the season, and I even came up with, t- with t- 10 and 7. So we're going to be right there in every single one of these games. Uh, you want to say worst roster in football, you will be wrong. You want to w- listen to ESPN and say, oh, yo, y'all be in contention for number one pick, top three pick. No, we're not. We, at worst, we're going to be in that purgatory range, in the 10 to 13 range. And uh, you know what? So what? But we're, we're going to be in every single game. And if you want to beat these Bears, you're going to have to come all four quarters and stick your, stick your knife in our throat. Honestly, you're going to have to kill us every single game. And I really believe that with Matt Eberflus, that these guys are going to come out every single game and w- with a game plan, a competent game plan that gives them a chance to win. And they're going to play hard football. They're going to play disciplined football. And if you blow us out by 50, you might be the Buffalo Bills. But, the, uh, but other than that, we're going to be in every single one of these games this year. That's, that's, uh, I'm really annoyed. Um, and and doesn't mean that you know. Oh, Joe said they're going to win the Super Bowl. No, but the Bears are going to be a lot better than you guys, than, than you experts or you casual football fans thought we were going to be. Yeah, I think. I I mean, I, Bears fans as a whole have always been annoyed with national media. The you know, and I think any franchise that has been dumped on as much as the bears have by national media w- would be annoyed by it. And, you know, I-, I think there's a certain clickbait aspect to all media now, which is unfortunate. You know, what pisses people off is what gets the most amount of views, uh, shock value, you know, just, just dragging people through the mud. Uh, what Dominique Fox were saying, Justin Fields should ask for a trade. Uh, I mean, <laughs> dumbass. The Bears year two as hell. Yeah, just 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 absurdities. Uh, I I used to get so mad at this stuff and so triggered, and you know, respond to people on Twitter with these opinions. And now I'm just like, man, I'm just over it. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm just so tired of it. If they play well, then in your face, you know, and if they don't, then it's just like, okay, whatever, you know, we're, we're, I'm still a fan. I'm not going to stop being a fan. My opinions on your team don't change because I'm a fan of a shitty team. It's not, it's not like my ability to, you know, judge football is suddenly affected because my team can't win a football game. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, but I'm with you, Joe. I think, uh, I think the league's going to be put on notice by week six uh you know if they get through week six even at three and three you're gonna see a big change in this offense it takes a while for this offense to click in any with any amount of talent 
but you've seen already the effects of this coaching staff to where they they're going to win tough games. They're going to win tight games, you know, games against teams that are put maybe better than them, maybe a better roster. You know, there's not a Nick Bosa on the bears. There's not uh, a Debo Samuel on the bears right now. So yeah, you're going to see them fight and compete with every team that they come against. Uh, the defense is going to play extremely hard. Uh, offense, like you mentioned, blocking downfield when somebody else has got the ball is a big is a big deal. Shows effort. Uh, shows that you give a shit. So we're gonna see. But should we uh, should we say fuck that and get into this Packers game? Mm, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't get into it on Twitter anymore. And for the last six months, most of my responses has been okay. All right. Okay. And then I trigger people when I say, you sound uninformed. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, but still, another another six weeks of this. Okay. All right. Uh, and, 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 yeah, we might we might lose on Sunday. You're a 10-point underdog on the road at Sunday Night Football. When's the last time you won a night a, a, a night game in Lambeau Field? Was it Brett Favre night? Uh, so, it, should, you know, it should have been that 2018 opener. That was the goal. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, that 2018 opener ended my marriage. I mean, it, my marriage ended m- many years later, but that, but that was the night that that, that was the evening. That, was she a Packer fan, Joe? No. That, Cause that, no. Changes, that changes a lot of things. No, no, no. Yeah. They, they, being okay. a Packers fan eliminates you from the dating pool, uh, no matter how good looking you are. But I think that, well, yeah, you can't date your cousin, Joe. Yeah. Even in, even in Alabama, I think it's yeah, fine. Don't, it doesn't fly. People like to say that, but you know, that's Mississippi, uh, Mississippi uh-huh. and Wisconsin. Uh, so, uh, just not really, not really thrilled with that, 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 that evening, uh, when I was in a, I was in a depressive state for seven to eight days after, and I think she realized, I think it clicked with her. Oh, that really hurt his heart. <laughs> and uh, I, we were never the same. It's just nothing, I, no, nothing I've done has ever affected you like that, good or bad. You yeah, know? right. right. <laughs> it's just uh, a game. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. No. no. Not with them. It's not. not. With, that, with, with, the, with the other 31 teams, it is. And, and, okay, I can take a loss to the Vikings or the Lions or really anyone, the Patriots, but not with them. With, with them, it makes my blood boil to places where my, where my mind I, – I, I lose my Christian faith in a, in a major way when it comes to Packers week. And so I'm, I'm ashamed. Sorry, Lord, forgive me. Don't look at me this week, please. Um, I, 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 I lose all my morality when it comes to Packers week. The, uh, you know, back to the national media thing and, and the uninformed Twitter person, they, uh, they really sound like they're just, repeating what ESPN told them. And that's the, and like, I get it. You know, you can't be as informed a fan on every single team as a true fan of that team is, but don't just regurgitate what you hear on TV. I mean, you know, ask questions, you know, Hey, like is Justin field. What do you think of Justin Fields? Or like, what do you think of your wide receiver crew? You know, the, Whatever. Ask questions. Don't be an asshole. Uh, Packer week. All right. So they are coming off 
Uh, big L to the Vikings in Minnesota, 23-7. to Embarrassing loss. Aaron that made Rodgers, me so sad for them. That 22 made me of 34 so for 195 yards and a pick. Uh, Jordan Love got snaps in this game and threw the ball five times, which I didn't even realize that that was a thing. Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon both ran the ball pretty damn well. So that's going to be uh, what the Bears need to focus on, in my opinion, is that running game. Aaron Rodgers' wide receiving crew is about as talented as the Bears, uh, according to ESPN. You know, you had uh, A.J. Dillon lead the team in receptions, followed by rookie Romeo Dubs. Uh, Robert Tunyon, Christian Watson. I mean, I only know who these guys are because I'm an NFC North fan and I've seen this team for years, but nobody knows who Romeo Dubs is. Nobody, like very few people know who, other than fantasy football players, know who Robert Tunyon or Christian Watson is. And Josiah Degara had two two catches. Uh, Sammy Watkins, you know, back from the dead, had three catches. You haven't the one name. Huh? Keep going. You got two more, two two more lines to get to the one name. That Randall Cobb guy. Fuck that guy. Mm. Fuck that guy. Mm. Uh, he had two for fourteen, but uh, I think um, we just knock mm. him on his butt right out the gate. Uh, I, you know, it's gonna be tough. Did Vildor just go out there with a knife and 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 cut his Achilles and say, "Okay, I'm out. I'm, I'm uh, you know, you can throw me out of the game. It's cool." But out of the game, man. Probably out of the league out of the out of freedom i mean that's illegal but i think you know coming off of a big loss against a division opponent and being at home on sunday night football is going to fuel aaron Rodgers and the packers uh back up his comments from last year he's yeah i mean did you see that barstool video where with him and with him and big cat no, that one was funny too, but this was, I don't know who this was, but they asked him if he had insurance and he said, yeah, with State Farm or whatever stupid insurance he represents. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, okay, well, c- can you explain insurance to me? Is that, is that like drafting a backup quarterback in the first round? And then it pans back to Rogers and he just kind of can't keep a straight face and he starts to smirk. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> and I don't know how much of it's cut up or whatnot, but... I did it with State Farm. With State Farm. Yes. Explain the insurance. It's basically like... Oh, uh, like... It's basically like drafting a, a backup quarterback in the first round. Just in case. It is, yeah. Oh, thank you, Caleb Presley from Barstool Sports. What an that. analogy. What an analogy. Just in case. And and Rogers just lost it. Um, yeah, so that was funny. Anyway, I think that's gonna be tough. He's gonna be pissed. He, you know, owns the Bears. I still own you. Um, so I'd love to see them get after him, smack him in the mouth, you know, put him in his place. It's 10-point underdog. They were a seven-point underdog against the Niners at home you know, which is essentially like a 10 point when you're on the road. I'm not saying they can, you know, come out, go two and zero, but I'm not saying they can't. 
They're gonna play. They're gonna play tough. And you know, Ryan Poles came out and said, "We're gonna take the NFC North, and we're not gonna give it back." He understands the importance of this game. He understands the importance of division games. Um, I mean, I and, and I hope it. I hope it sinks in with 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 the new regime. And that's what I loved about Lovey is, you know, yes, the North is important. It is, but. It's it's important to beat the Vikings. It's important to beat the Lions and perform well in, in the in the, in the NFC North. But it's more important to beat the Packers. I don't care if we finish last in the North, but if you give me two Packers wins, I will accept that all day. I will be happy. I will be doing backflips. I'm sorry. That might make me caveman and simpleton. That might make me, you know, meathead, you know, give me, give me my Polish sausage and, and let's, let's all, you know, what you know have a heart attack right here but this game you know i loved you lovey because the goal number one is beating the packers then you it's, it's the north if you split with the vikings and lions okay or whatever that's what but and and you really haven't had a coach since uh since lovey who really embraced that you know john fox was vanilla is all get out uh dagum tressman was a nerd uh, and, and, and Nagy, for all the, the crap we give him, was great against the Vikings and Lions. Great. But he came out and laid eggs really all except for one time against the Packers. And right. yes, the one time got you a, a division championship, but that just shows you the importance of the matchup. You beat the Packers, you can do what you – you can kind of not say mess around with the Lions and, with the, with the Lions and Vikings, but you beat the Packers, you set yourself up for a great position to do that secondary goal and, of winning the North. Uh, that, that, that's where it all starts. I mean, these bastards have owned the division all my life. And so you, you want the division? You want to take the North and not give it back? It starts by beating the Packers. You know, Packers defense is, I think, was top five last year. Uh, they're they're a very talented defense. They have lots of, you know, top. We Justin Jefferson for a week. Top picks, yeah, right. Um, and forcing them to play a, a zone coverage is really what allowed the Vikings to kind of move the ball the way they did. Uh, Bears probably aren't going to be able to do that. They don't have the individual talents to do that, but maybe using Justin Fields' athleticism being able to run the ball if they can uh, would, will also help. So that's what, I mean, that's what it's going to come down to is, is these two defenses, hopefully, I mean, going at it again and, and keeping their offense either off the field uh, altogether or shutting it down rather quickly. Um, yeah. What do you think that the bears can do against this Packers defense, Joe? You're muted, buddy. Or yeah, your mic's sorry. out. Yeah, no, the cat's been being loud, so I was trying to go on and off. Um, what I think the Bears can do with with, the, with this Packers defense um, is kind of kind of what we haven't seen Nagy done in any of his matchups with the Packers. You you, you make it nasty. You you take out. You, you try to eliminate your uh, Jair Alexander and your Darnell Savage, not by and your Adrian Amos, not by you know challenging them over the top or in the passing game. But I think you really re-emphasize the running game and you try to get them off guard. I mean, the last couple of years, 
we've been just so predictable on offense, so predictable on offense. And, and, and we, weren't un, we weren't necessarily unpredictable last week, but if you're going to be unpredictable, you can be tough, you know, be, be mean, be tough, be nasty. And you get a second week of, uh, of must or you get a second week of uh, Lucas Patrick being back in the lineup. Hopefully, hopefully that helps that uh, I'm looking at, uh, looking at the injury report for the Packers and you're looking at Quay Walker is kind of questionable right now. Uh, they, they just put, a linebacker on injured reserve. I don't know how important this Karis Burns was, uh, but you got uh, Keeson Nelson is, is questionable. Uh, so, so you've got you know not a not a great opportunity here against the, their defense. But they lost Zadarius Smith. I mean, you saw what he did last week with, with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So, who is who's the other Smith that's going to probably be the the other pass rusher? And you're dealing with. Yeah, Preston. Preston Smith, and you're dealing with uh, the Gary, the, Rashawn Gary, Rashawn Gary, the Michigan guy on yep. the other side. So they're, they're not Nick Bosa. So they're not Nick Bosa and, and, and Armistead. Do they still have uh, uh, Frank Clark up in the middle, right? Not Frank Clark. Uh, uh, nasty defensive lineman who's beat who's beat us up here. I should I'll, I should pull up our lads and. And I'll be informed. I Back think uh, I think you're right. It is Frank. Is it Packers? Let's see, because that'll tell us exactly what's going on. Arlads.com. Boom, 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 boom. Our internet says uh, they got uh, Kenny Clark. Kenny, That's Kenny the Clark. That's, That's the guy. Cool. Not Frank Clark from the from the uh, from the Chiefs. Uh, Kenny Clark, uh, Jaron Reed, Bama boy, right up front. So like you you neutralize Kenny Clark up in the middle. And then, really, you keep Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary away from Justin Fields, and you can start to implement. You can start to dictate to, to the Packers. I feel like the Packers' defense the last handful of years has dictated to us, hey, we're going to prevent you from doing X and Y and Z, and so that way you're just throwing it at Adrian Amos and, 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 and at, at Jair Alexander and, and Darnell, Savage, uh, Darnell Savage is staring staring your Mitchell Trubisky right in the face, trying to get, get interceptions off those little slant routes. I, my, my biggest confidence this season, uh, Chris, is the difference in offensive game planning, is the difference in, hey, we're going to come with an actual plan, not you know inside zone and a bunch of hitches, inside zone and you know Seattle where we're running all, all, all four verts down the field. So I, I, I think that they're going to challenge – I think they're going to challenge the Packers trying to run the football. You, you, you look at Getze, he came from the Packers. So he saw over the last couple of years, the games that they have been beaten mm-hmm. up in mm-hmm. your 49ers games where they get, get, get run right up their ass. And, 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 you know, I think that they're going to try to be as physical as possible with, with this team. Uh, and you do that for two, for, you do that two of two reasons. One, because I think it's going to be the most effective on the offensive end, but secondly, to protect the defense, you protect the defense by limiting possessions by limit. I mean, yeah, Rodgers looked bad last week, but you know he's going to go out there and try to back up his "I own the Bears" kind of comments. How many more? How many times is that going to get played ahead of the broadcast on Sunday and during the broadcast on Sunday? So you, you, you protect the defense in that fashion, and you try to slow the game down, uh, try to muck it up, and you try to get you try to win another you know twenty two. 22-17 type game is, is really the, the scoring range you're looking for. 
Yeah, so currently, like you mentioned, Bears are a 10-point underdog over under at 42 and a half. Let's check the Green Bay weather. Supposed to be similar. Uh, Supposed to be kind of nasty. 79 and rainy on Sunday. 66 low. Uh, What's our percentage? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I would love a Robert Quinn sack falling percent breaking the clavicle. Well, we don't need to do that. You know what I do want to see since they signed Pat O'Donnell and he's the slowest punter from catch to release in the NFL. I want to see a blocked punt from the special teams. That'd be, that would be, that'd be super sick and a big uh, boost in the game in general. Um, one of my favorite Bears plays ever against the Packers was that fake uh, return they ran where they had everybody flowing to one side and the ball was on the other side and nobody had a clue. And they got the ball and returned it all the way for a touchdown and they got called back for some stupid, probably bullshit penalty. Um, but uh, how, yeah. how, how, how much overcoming of the referees are we going to have to be doing on Sunday night? Well, David Bakhtiari is probably out, and their other offensive lineman's probably out. Jenkins. So th- there are no professional holders out there. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit easier, I would hope. And, you know, maybe Eberflus and Getze get a little bit more calls. Uh, hopefully we won't have to come a- overcome a whole lot, but it is a Sunday night game. So Chris Collinsworth will be announcing the game and then be gargling Aaron Rodgers' groinal area the entire time, which will I despise it, Collinsworth. Yeah, he's not the best. And like I didn't know Al Michaels retired and it's Mike Tarico. And my wife told me like that's been like that for a minute. And I maybe I just hate Sunday night football so much because of Collinsworth I stopped watching. But I think it's the second year of that. Uh, okay. Okay. But well, Michaels is on Amazon now, right? Oh, okay. I, I, think dude, he's on Am- I think he's on Amazon. I, with Kirk I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue. Uh, with Kirk Herbstreit. But no, Collinsworth, especially last week, or I lost my voice. Well, dude, take a fucking night off. We don't want to hear you say, now here's a guy in Tom Brady. <laughs> take a night off, dude. Take it. Like, we don't need to hear you. <laughs> when I played... I, I despise Collinsworth so much. Like, yeah, people that like him, I just I don't get it. I don't see it. I don't know. I like Tony Romo. Yeah, Romo's fine. There's a lot of them that are just fine, but Collinsworth's in my like real hatred uh, for him. Him and uh, Gary Danielson on on CBS two thirty in the afternoon on for, for college football. Really, not a Gary Danielson fan either. Mm. Uh, Trying to get more into college football. Uh, watched I watched a decent amount over the over the last two weeks. You know, Saturday uh, was an amazing day from a neutral perspective. Yeah, uh, that Bama Texas game was solid. Uh, the Florida Kentucky game was good. Um, can't remember what else I watched. I watched Notre Dame Marshall, but I wanted to jump off a building, so. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, let's do a little score prediction here, Joe, as it is a 700 to zero. 700 is you. Okay. All right. Um, no, that's just what happens in my dreams in the Packers week. 
Man, even in my best Madden game ever, I, I can break. I, I think I might have scored like 150 once, like just totally effing around and dominating, but 700, bro. That's there's I don't, how many minutes are in a football? There's 60 minutes in a football game, dude. That's 10 points a minute. That's a lot. 11, 12. That's a lot of points. That's that's hard to do in with, with math. I think, um, I think a more realistic score. I mean, golly, if I if I take my orange glasses off, yeah, the Packers are probably going to win. And when we did our score, when we did our season predictions, um, I'm I know that I had us losing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's probably going to be the outcome. But I'm not going to be I'm not going to be on the, on a Bears podcast talking about my Bears predicting a Bears a loss to the Packers on Packers Week. Uh, I I am very willing to look dumb next week saying, "Oh, they lost," and you said they were going to win. Uh, we we are going to like right now. You ask me right now, gun to my head, we're winning this game, uh, and I'll take the bullet if I'm wrong, and that's fine. That, that's a bullet I'm happy to receive. Uh, Bears are going to win 23-21. I like that. I like 23-21. Barely over of 42.5. So if you're a, a betting folk, Joe has at least the plus 10 and the under at, or the I'm over. Good about plus 10, even in an objective world. For real. That seems, that seems absurd. Like, I just don't know where this offense is going to come from for the Packers. I mean, unless you think they're going to run the ball that well, and you know, I'm concerned like, about that. I am. So I was, I, I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking about the front of the Niners, and you know, we've seen this with the Bears over the last few years. Is investment in assets when it comes to the defense, whether you put that on the defensive line or the cornerbacks. It's inter- like with the Bears, you saw Robert Quinn, you saw Khalil Mack. You know, you didn't see a lot of cornerbacks and cornerback investment, safety investment. Always a rotating strong safety. You got uh, Eddie in there; he was good and then bad and then whatever. Uh, but there wasn't a lot of defensive backfield investment. And with the Niners, I mean, I I don't really know their their secondary very well, but I don't feel like there's a super big stud on there. They kept talking about this kid that they picked up, Mooney Ward, on on free in free agency. That that was their big free agency pickup to to bolster that pass defense, which they said was the the letdown. So like the front seven wasn't that great. So it's it's interesting to see what the Bears have done. And kind of switching that up, you had Jalen Johnson already. You had Eddie Jackson. You go out and add Brisker and Gordon to the mix. Kendall Vildor, you know, while Lucas isn't here to have a, you know, celebration of hating on Kendall Vildor, actually played pretty well, minus a couple of passes till Brent, to Brent to uh, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, so, I, what I'm curious about is if they can against the Packers sell out enough to stop the running game and also use the talent on the back end to stop a mediocre wide receiver group. So I think the bears can win a a tight one, 21, 20. Uh, And that's just under the under. So I got bears win 21, 20 in green Bay. Um, 
last second touchdown, maybe maybe it's 2014 and they get a last second touchdown and, and Cairo figures out how to kick the ball and win the game. Uh, I would lose my, sh- if we, I would lose my mind if we had a last second touchdown to win the game, a kick, like, finally take to take just take it their heart right out like like so many times like i know i joke about randall cobb but i'm not joking um so many times 12 that guy, is, that guy has sucked my the life out of my sundays like you like you just yeah, feel it can take years off my life you feel it coming you feel it coming and then you get this glimmer of hope and then some rando picks up a fun fumble and runs it in for a touchdown, and it's you're like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, or Randall Cobb catches a eighty yard bomb on Sunday Night Football, and when you're up big, it's just it's it's super not fun. But Rodgers looks Aaron Rodgers old has been, and tired. He he is. I will objectively say it. He has ruined my life. <laughs> he, he he. You know. I, I don't condone murder, but if I ever saw him, whoa, I I I, I would get myself beaten up by for, for trying to beat him up. His little, I'm sure his, I'm sure his bodyguards would step in, and I wouldn't get any, I wouldn't do anything. But Aaron Rodgers has has single handedly put me into spirals of depression multiple times, multiple times. Yeah, and he's an asshole about it too. It's not like he's just good he rubs it in our face you know um i kind of like where he put the packers at in terms of contract just (laughs) annihilation like they can't get rid of him which makes jordan love completely useless like Jordan Love is what one year away from them having to decide on an option for him, <laughs> and you cannot and you cannot get rid of Rodgers or you or the the dead cap is astronomical. We're talking like seventy million dollars or something, just stupid. If you if you cut Rodgers or trade Rodgers, so I, I love what Aaron Rodgers has done to the Packers. They get what they deserve in that front. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you 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 keep the devil around, and then you know, finally, if you want to get rid of him, no, no, you can't. You can't get rid of me, or it'll cost you too much. Yeah, you got what well, you deserve. The uh, the other interesting takeaway from the Packers, you know, and and while Lucas isn't here, uh, draft darling Christian Watson that ended up going to the Packers dropped a wide open deep touch deep pass. Uh, on Sunday, which was which earned him no targets again until the fourth quarter. So Rogers and his bitter butt face sourpuss, nobody can drop any passes or, or do anything wrong. Will hopefully bite him in the ass. Maybe he'll have like the worst game of his career and throw like four picks. Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker, get your hands ready. You'll get one for all of them, Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson. One 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 for each of you, buddies. Oh, Kendall Vildor can get no love, no love at all. Why? Why does he deserve any love? I don't know. He need, he he one good one decent game in the rain against the 49ers against second year quarterback Trey Lance doesn't earn any love. Nah, he wasn't. Even, it wasn't even a good game. It was a it was a fine game. Uh, yeah. Corner cornerback news from Bears roster. Oh. Uh, Thomas Graham signed off of the practice squad. He's still my heart. The, Cleveland Browns, uh, unfortunate for the Bears. Unfortunate, you know, we 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 thought he would be somebody that uh, 
would I mean he wasn't healthy all camp, so hard to make the roster when you're you know can't make the club in the tub as they say. So was hoping he would get healthy on the practice squad and and, and end up you know contributing later down the road, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Uh, other guys were signed off of other teams, you know, cuts and made the fifty three over him. So they clearly don't think that much of him. Uh, of Thomas Graham, the Bears don't. So it is what it is. Um, Joseph, anything else for the folks? FTP, FTP, FTP. Look, we'll just go ahead and make a Lucas pick. He probably is going to go like uh, 20 Packers, 26 Bears, 17, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this man and the Bears suck. And like, you know. Last week we got lucky. Uh, the 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 rain. You know, if the if the Forty ers hadn't been playing in the rain, they would have ran for four hundred yards. Uh, you know, just Lucas didn't he, Lucas didn't even watch the game. The guy was on, in the car. I mean, he's driving around, just fucking around, dude. I mean, what kind of fan? He probably watched the like quarterback tape after Justin Fields played so bad. He and Bukowski watched the quarterback tape together. <laughs> Uh, Justin Fields, he's the worst quarterback ever. Uh, Jordan Jordan Love was four or five in the Packers game. He's he's better than Fields. I mean, this is this is what Luke does, you know, in our private chats. We love you, Luke. We miss you. I hope you get to feeling better. Feel better, uh, little man. Anything else, Forrest Krogman? Nah, bro. Sing the song. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear, Bear down. Beat the goddamn. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.